0: Happy Monday, everybody. Sherm, Crazy Asian here. If you're familiar with Sherm stories, what we're going to do here is we're going to focus on leadership today on Monday. Tuesday we're going to talk about career progression, Wednesday will be motivation, Thursday social media and then we'll round it off on Friday with personal development. Now for those of you that are new to my podcast or new to Anchor um, what I like to do is theme so that way I'm going to put out a lot of content and then whatever fits your fancy based on the caption or based on the day feel free to just chime in. Feel free to just have some call-ins, Give some shout-outs, make some comments, let me know what's on on target for you. For those of you that are listening to this in the podcast format and not an anchor, um, of course, you can follow me on all multiple um, areas of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all Shermanon, the name, S-H-E-R-M-A-N-O-N. Of course, you can find me on LinkedIn as well for the business bio. So today, when it comes to leadership, I want to focus my segments on being able to handle responsibility. So I thought I'd put this in career progression, but as I've been thinking a little bit more about this concept, I thought it made a lot more sense to put it in leadership. And so what I find for some people is that they want to put off or they want to shirk their responsibility as a leader. And so they feel that if they delegate the responsibility, then the onus is no longer on them, and then they can throw other people under the bus and blame them. First off, the blame game is old. There's no value in saying, hey, that's it's that person's fault. What are you, in kindergarten? It doesn't work that way. We're no longer five-year-old children, we're adults, and we all have the ability to make a decision. And so as a leader, you need. To, we, as leaders, need to step into that role and understand that anything that's under our pur- uh, purview and responsibility is ours to undertake. And even when we delegate a project or a different task or different responsibilities onto another employee, it doesn't mean that we actually remove the ownership. Fantastic book out there called The Power of Oz. It's a really cool book about accountability where they actually use some of the story of the Wizard of Oz as uh, Dorothy and the Scarecrow and the Lion and the Tin Man go to visit the great Oz. And basically they realize that each one of them all automatically had the ability to become exactly who they wanted to be. And the way that that works in accountability and ownership is really four main steps. It's the idea that if you see something, right, so it's, I'll just describe it. See it, own it, solve it, do it. And so the it in all that is is anything in your business or in life that you feel like should be taking control of. So a great example of this at your home life is that if anyone's ever made a spill or dropped something, like let's say a sock, right? And this sock has a tendency to just sit there on the floor and nobody picks it up. Yet we all see the sock, we even walk around it in the hallway and everyone sees it, but no one decides to own it because they don't think, oh, it's not my sock, it's so-and-so's sock, oh, they shall, they'll take care of it when they walk by it, and so nobody takes ownership of that sock being there on, this, on the ground. And then, um, then nobody decides to solve, okay, ultimately that sock, more likely than not, it's dirty. It needs to go into the dirty hamper, and then finally then, nobody then ultimately takes, does anything about it. And so that sock can literally sit there on the ground for, Days and and if you've never seen this before, I, I put that down as an experiment. Family style is put a sock out there on, on the on the, do it on the steps or in the hallway where there's a a lot of traffic and see how long it takes before one of your children or your spouse to actually pick up that sock. Um, and then how does how does that translate then in the business world from a leadership perspective is what we must understand is that even though it's not in our job description, leaders will take on those responsibilities because they see ownership and accountability the moment that they see an issue. Now, it doesn't mean that just because you decide to do something about it, doesn't mean that you're taking it away from somebody else. And so a lot of times that's that's a, a leader's first inc- um, inclination is to be like, well, that's their job. I don't want to take away their job. When you see an issue and you own it, what you're basically doing is you're figuring out how to then, then am I going to solve it. So even though I've delegated, let's say, um, this specific project to, um, uh, a team lead and I see that th- things are getting, are, aren't getting, um, hit on time. What I'm going to do is not allow it to fester and I'm not going to allow it to totally go out of control and I'm going to take control of what I can do and making sure that I Okay, let's use an example as this team lead, um, I work at an accounting firm and one of my team leads, I put them in charge of the Johnson file and the, the Johnson Incorporated is a big uh, big company and their pr- uh, projects need to be- get completed on a quarterly basis and again, if we miss, the company could ad- incur fines, it's a serious deal to not miss any deadlines. And so what happens is on a weekly basis, we check in on the Johnson file to be able to make sure that we're on task with the various uh, filings that need to get com- get completed. And so as as like lead accountant, I'm over a multitude of just different accounts. But what I've done is I've delegated this re- one responsibility to a team lead. And so in that first initial meeting, I noticed that um, so th- things are getting missed um, in regards to some of the filings. Some of the paperwork um, hasn't been done completely, um, and so w- the mo- the moment that something's missed, that I see it, I take ownership, and then I reach out to that team lead and I ask them, "Where are we at on that progress? What's what's going on?" Because I notice that we missed specific deadlines or we're or we're not on pace, and so what I want to be able to do is after I ask that question of, "Where are we?" and how's everything going with that project, then I need to shut up and allow them to then answer. So many times we as leaders, we ask questions and then never allow those individuals to actually respond and we might totally find out that they are completely on top of the task and we are just under the assumptions. And you know what the problem of assuming, right? We make out of, mm, out of you and me. Um, and so the problem about making an A out of you and me is that we could be totally off base. So the moment that you ask a question here, you have to wait for the complete answer. And then I can restate. So the team lead, hey, I noticed that we were, um, we're off target on specific deadlines. And I know, I know it's been reiterated um, that we need to hit specific deadlines so that way we don't incur fees or, or, or any penalties for, for the Johnson file. Where are we at in regards to the progress? And then he, he might come back and say, well, I've been totally overwhelmed with other projects that were given to me by some other accountants, so I don't know where we are. Or they might say something along the lines of, I'm totally on top of it. And so what I wanna be able to do, great communication skill set here, is to restate to them what exactly I heard. So if I heard you correctly, because you've been given other tasks, you didn't prioritize the Johnson file. Uh, Yeah, so so basically, I'm coming out and saying, okay, so we missed something. And again, there's no value in being like, oh, you missed it, you're wrong, because we're on the same team. You don't need to point out Everyone's gonna everyone's gonna get pressured and pulled and all that I want to be able to make sure that happens is we get the tasks done So then me being the leader I can say how can I help you? Make sure that we get back on pace and they might say well. I need another person I I need someone that I can help run the different projects based on the the, other things that I have on my plate right now then I can say, okay, so what you're telling me is that if I pull someone else from another project and help them get on top of the filing here, we'll be back on pace. Okay, when do you wanna check back in with me? So by being able to ask questions and restating, I'm able to make sure that I don't pull away that ownership, that accountability on that individual. At the same time, I'm not gonna let it fester. This is what so many leaders, I'm gonna put leaders in parentheses, end up doing is they see an issue they see that they're not on task with this team lead and then what happens is they miss a quarterly. and so when they're in a review with uh let's say the their boss they'll say something along the lines of well you know hey i saw that with the johnson file we totally got some fees the, the company they're pretty upset um oh well i ass- assigned that to jim jim has all the files in the johnson file and i told him he had missed it but you know that's you know jim uh, you know he's just not not on the ball So even though it makes it seem like you've played the blame game and you've made Jim look bad, it actually makes you look really bad because you are their boss. You're the leader. You're the manager. And so you should be leading by example and not allowing, although it's okay for your employees or your team leads, those that report to you to fail, you want to make sure that you know what to do when they do fail in order to make sure that you can avoid things that are going to be detrimental, like again, missing filing fees or missing deadlines and incurring, um, you know, bad, uh, bad, bad reputation and not being able to deliver. Sherm's out. Sherm. It's G. Sherm here, man. Calling in to congratulate you on your number two ranking, your number three ranking, you're back to number two ranking, and you're just maintaining the top five like you deserve and it's glad i'm so pumped to finally see this app reflecting the people that are truly in the top five as being there so it's it's great to see you in the top five at number two at number three wherever it may be it's great because you deserve to be in the top five you and kt are definitely uh trading off the number one spot in this app so congratulations to you Stay hustling and keep setting that great example for everyone here on the SAP as to what it's all about. G-Sherm, to the Sherm, out. G-Sherm, a little Sherm on Sherm love. I love it, my man. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be able to just do a call in quickly and congratulate me. I appreciate that. Um, As you know, uh, my philosophy on this, and, and I'll reiterate it here, is that... What I focus on is the quality of my engagement with those that consume my content. So those that have call-ins with me, I want to make sure that you are getting the best out of me in regards to response time and also in regards to making sure that it's unique. So in other words, if someone calls in and asks me a question and I already did a segment on it, I'd rather answer in a live format to that person specifically instead of saying, hey, go check out a previous segment because one it recognizes that individual for taking time out and calling in the other thing is as time has gone by maybe i have a little bit more to add so that way there's it's literally a live answer the other thing that um, makes me think about in regards to the engagement is being able to then proactively go out and recognize people that have listened or they've favorited my station, and consuming some of their content. So not just being um, uh, reactive to what people are doing on my station, but then going out to their station and liking their stuff. And again, this is through the Anchor app. So again, if you're listening to this uh, in a, in the podcast format, I'll have the same reaction and same engagement if you respond to me via you know DM or. You're connecting with me, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, my cell phone, my email address. Um, So feel free to contact me at your convenience, cell phone, 262-271-4411. If I don't have you programmed, it's probably easier for you to send me a text message first. Introduce yourself. And if you want to shoot me an email, Sherman underscore on at glic.com so it's s-h-e-r-m-a-n-o um, underscore o-n at g-l-i-c dot com so I'll look forward to connecting with you let's connect sure